Hi, my name is Jennifer Thorpe, and welcome to the Pure Social Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating, enlightening, and empowering others individually and collectively. As we grow and transform, we can impact lives positively and change our world. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It's uh, been a few weeks since the last time I've been able to speak with you all, and I'm really looking forward to today's topic. Today, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about blind spots. And if we're honest with one another, we know that we all have them. We're human beings. We're imperfect. And each of us have blind spots, whether we are driving, if we're capable of driving, and we have blind spots in our own lives. For today's topic, though, I think so often when we look at blind spots, we can view them from a negative point of view and we can look at them as something that is bad. But I want to talk about blind spots blind spots today as a positive. And what I mean as a positive is that when we understand, number one, that we have blind spots, then number two, we can actually go and seek them out and find them. Why is that important? Because of number three, it gives us the opportunity to grow. I don't know about you, but I love to grow. And yet sometimes it is hard. It's challenging. Um, Sometimes I don't feel like I can grow or that I'm struggling or I can feel stuck. And that's something that I've had to realize um, and have a self-awareness about so that I can be honest with myself for those opportunities to grow. And in life, as we have different experiences, we can encounter those blind spots. I remember years ago as a young driver, I was very fortunate. Um, I love going to Barnes and Nobles. It's a place that I have gone um, even when I was young in college and all the way up until like having my kids. And also now I still have children, um, but they are older. And I just love to go. It's a place that I love to go and just sit down, enjoy my coffee or my tea and read a book. I remember one time, though, when I was leaving and I got into my car and I went to back up and thankfully um, I did look both ways and thankfully I did not push on the gas. It was one of those times when I just kind of rolled back a little bit and I literally bumped with another car. And what had happened was another female driver on the opposite side of the parking lot had rolled back at well, excuse me, rolled back as well. And what had happened was we bumped each other and there was nothing severe that happened. Thankfully, there were no bumps. We didn't need to exchange licenses, etc. But what we both talked about and had acknowledged was that I had checked my rear view mirror and I actually checked my side mirrors. And this was one time where because of how the parking lot is, you're really close to one another. So one of the reasons why um, I deliberate to not give gas is because it's hard to see who's coming behind you. And it's hard to see when someone's pulling up and sometimes people go by you pretty fast. And so with that being said, even after doing all of that, I still bumped into this individual and we had kind of laughed about it because she had mentioned how she had checked too. And, um, and we had a brief conversation about blind spots that if I tried to tell you what it was, I'd be making it up because I don't remember. That's how long ago it was. But I just remember us having that conversation because we were like, I can't believe that we bumped each other and we were so thankful that it wasn't anything worse. But I think in life, 
you know, we want to reduce, right? We want to reduce accidents. We want to reduce errors. We're so caught up in this culture of perfectionism, which doesn't exist because no one's perfect. And so blind spots don't need to be there to help us to reduce accidents and errors. And yes, when we're driving, we want to do that. But in our life, they can be opportunities for us to discover areas in our life that have room for personal growth. And some of those areas, just just for example, could be how we think, our thoughts. What type of thoughts do we feed ourselves? Our emotions. What's going on within us inwardly? You know, the things that we value, our belief system, even our traits, our personalities, there are things that are unique to us that can sometimes bring about lots of growth and can at times be challenging in our relationships. But when we know what those are, we're able to turn around and have opportunity for growth. And it's so important that we're aware of this because our perception oftentimes dictates how we see the world. You know, our perception oftentimes influences, again, our reality. Um, I wanted to share this quote with you by Poan Mishra. And she says, one is often unconsciously surrounded by one's own personal reality. And that is something that I gave that example of that one situation, but I've been either driving or walking or have been in situations and maybe you can relate where you're like, wait, I didn't see that. I didn't notice that ball or maybe you didn't notice that person going by you. Uh, maybe you didn't notice something that was in your house, etc. You could have just been caught off guard. And so that's something that can come up for us. But it's so true that our reality can really be how we view the world and how we view other people, how we view our children, you know, other relationships we have, whether it's with our spouse or our loved one, family members, co-workers, etc. And it's so important for us to have a self-awareness and to be able to know what it means to look inwardly so that we are able to discover areas where there are also strengths, where there are those opportunities to grow and where we see boundaries that are set in the right places. But if we look a little bit closer, we'll probably find some boundaries that are in the wrong places that need to be adjusted. We can see areas where there are limitations. And for those of us who, again, believe in a higher power, who have a faith in God, I know I've shared even for myself, like I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. Sometimes we realize that wow, there are some areas in our faith that we need to grow in. I want to share a little bit about uh, myself personally. I have seen for myself just areas where I've had blind spots in how I view myself, for example, and how I have come across. I remember years ago being in the kitchen with my family 
And my kids were much younger. I think they were around, there's about a four-year difference in them. So I believe my oldest was around 10. And my little one was around six, seven. Like, I think they were kind of going into the next stage of age. But to kind of stay on topic, I remember they were like, Mom, you're yelling. And I'm like, I'm not yelling. And it wasn't, we weren't having an argument. We were talking about just something in the house. And I can't remember what the topic was. But I was very, you know, animated. And they felt like you were being loud. And I was like, I definitely can see myself being loud. I grew up in a loud home. But my kids felt like, well, you're yelling. And I'm like, why are you saying I'm yelling? I'm not yelling. And what I had to realize, and I use this as an example, was that even though I didn't think I was yelling to my children, they were clearly telling me, Mom, why are you yelling? And I had to really ask myself, where's my tone? Where's my volume? And it is something that I've had to work on. In my perspective, it's normal tone. If I go back and I get around certain family members or certain peers that I've been around, it's just kind of how I grew up. I grew up in a loud environment. I grew up with music always going and the music being loud or the TV being loud. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is normal tone. It's so funny. Even my husband was like, no, babe, sometimes you're kind of loud. And I'm like, okay. And sometimes that loudness is good because it allows me to be heard when I'm calling and the kids are far away. But I had to really listen and hear what they were saying. And it was an opportunity for me to grow. It was an opportunity for me to see, wow, I really need to be mindful of my tone. Because again, this was a situation where there was nothing negative taking place. This was a light, fun time. And, you know, they just happened to point this out to me while I was chatting away. But I wanted to share that that's something that's distant, but something that came up even recently is um, I shared not too much and I'm not going to get too much into it, but I've had one of my kids is um, recovering from an injury and from a a minor surgery, but there's a lot of um, PT that's taking place, which is physical therapy. And one of the things that I realized was that um, there's been certain moments that have been very challenging, challenging for me to watch as a mom, to be quite honest. Um, But I was talking with my daughter and I was thinking about how I thought there was one session where I thought, man, I'm really cheering her on. I am being supportive of her. And I am saying things that are giving her instilling courage. I'm instilling bravery. And we had a conversation afterwards and she was like, mom, that's really not helpful. You know, where I am, how I'm feeling, that's not helpful. And it was an opportunity for growth. It was an opportunity instead of for me taking it personally. It was an opportunity for me to say, what will help you? What encourages you? How can I help you and not make you feel more overwhelmed as you're going through something that is incredibly challenging. And it was a great opportunity. And one of the things was just praying, her looking over a scripture beforehand. And specifically, there's a particular exercise that is incredibly challenging. During that exercise, no words. Mom, let's just breathe. I love when you try to work me through my breathing. Can we just breathe? No words of encouragement. Let's do that afterwards. Let's, you know, we normally go to Starbucks afterwards and we get our drink. And I talked to her about how proud I am about her bravery in those moments. She was like, during that, that exercise, I need you just to breathe with me. And I was like, okay. 
And what I was grateful for was that it allowed me to still be there because she could have just been shut down and said, you know what, you're not being helpful to me right now and stop or I don't want you there. But what I realized was that she does want me there. She is holding on to me. She is talking with me. But in that moment, she just needs me to breathe with her. And I needed to respect that. But it was such a great opportunity to help me to see that, okay, I am the cheerleader. I do want to be supportive. I think a lot of us moms are like that. We want to be the caregiver. But it was an opportunity for me to take that strength, but to not use it in words, but to use it in action through breathing and to meet her in peace and to really instill that with her. And afterwards, something else that she had mentioned to me was when I get past that point, then it helps me to see the victory. And one of the things that I've been doing is just writing things down instead of me saying it in the moment, writing things down like, wow, your knee was at 90. Now it's at 110. Oh, my goodness. It went to 130. Okay, we went backwards. Okay, that's fine. It was at 110 again. But now we just pushed up to 122. And these are things that I'm just documenting. But these are things that are just simply encouraging. Um, But on the flip side of that, what I've had to realize is that even though I know how to breathe for myself, and I know that it's important to talk to people, and it's important to rely on others, I've had to really check my blind spot and realize that, you know what, I'm not doing a good job about that. Um, I need to cry more. I need to breathe more. I need to do those things of self-care for me so that I can show up in a space where I'm so attentive and I'm able to be not only who I need to be during the space of PT, but then also being who I need to be as a wife, as a mom of two kids, and also as a friend, as a worker, etc. Because there are so many different roles that I place. And for me, it's also important in my walk with God. How am I showing up with God? Um, and that's another area, you know, with my faith, I do feel like a lot of times when we struggle in our faith, a lot of times, especially when you're mature in your faith, sometimes you can think, um, and I, and maybe not, but this is just me. I should know better. I know the scripture to hold on to, but I want to encourage you, um, regardless of whether it's quotes, cause I know I love quotes. I love, I love books. I want to encourage you that it's okay to struggle and battle with your faith. It's okay to recognize, oh man, I thought I was being faithful, or I thought I was holding on to this scripture, or I was really being strong um, and being diligent about praying and asking, and I was being persevering. But it's okay to realize if, oh man, you're not feeling patient. It's okay to realize I am exhausted. It's okay to realize your your tank is getting empty or you're not literally your cup is not overflowing, that it's starting to get low. And those things are good because sometimes you need other people around you to help you with those blind spots. And I cannot emphasize, emphasize enough about how important it is to have people in your life who are not going to judge you, who are not going to criticize you, who are not going, who are basically, I can give so many examples, but are basically at the end of the day, they are safe people for you to share your emotions with, your thoughts with, and what is going on, what you're experiencing. Because those are the people who are more, more likely going to help you to see those blind spots. Or 
those are the people who are going to encourage you as you grow. And they're going to encourage you through those opportunities and also encourage your strengths. And they'll help you to see where the boundary lines are. If they're in those places that are pleasant, um, one of my favorite scriptures is in Psalm 16, you know, how the boundary lines are set in pleasant places. They'll help you to be able to see that. Or maybe you're not aligned, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, you know, and another word for alignment could be balanced. Maybe you're off balance. And something I've been realizing is it is so challenging for me to watch my child struggle. And I've had to realize that. And not just that, there's been so much that has been going on. I know many of us are still stressed about COVID-19. We have the school year coming up. There's different variants going on. There's so many different philosophies on how to stay safe. And yet we can feel like we're okay and everything's going to be fine. But sometimes those blind spots, having someone say to us, you know what? I know you're putting on the brave face, but maybe you're a little anxious right now. Maybe you're a little overwhelmed and that's okay um, because we need to be able to know what's going on with us internally. It's also important because what's going on with us and how we view life is a lot of times how we will transfer that or how we will put that on other people and other situations. You know, from the book, The Body Keeps the Score, um, I've mentioned this many times, Bessel van der Kolk, you know, who uh, has written this book, has shared so many different things about trauma. And it's a word trauma that has been obviously, maybe not obviously, but for many of you, you would think this is obvious. You may have even heard it most many times that it's just overused. That's traumatic. That's trauma. That's triggering. These words oftentimes can be overused. You know, but he says something on page, if you have the book on page 307, he says trauma causes people to remain stuck in interpreting the present in light of an unchanging past. Blind spots, especially when you have trauma in your life, okay, if you have not worked through that trauma, or if you don't have a self-awareness of some of the things that may have come as a result of that trauma, for example, mistrust, fear, which can be in, which can lead to anxiety, doubt, um, overthinking, avoidance, there can be different things going on criticalness. And sometimes being critical is helpful because you need to have a critical um, thinking to be able to have discernment and wisdom. But other times there can be a criticalness where you just start labeling and putting your emotions and your thoughts and your perspectives on someone else. And so when we experience or for those of us who have experienced trauma, I think this is so important when we consider blind spots because we can really interpret the present. Like think about that. We can in be interpreting the present in light of an unchanging past. And blind spots are not there to keep us stuck. Again, that's why we check the mirror so that we could see. That's why we look in the side view mirrors. That's why we're also encouraged to not just do that, but to literally turn our heads to the left and to the right. And at times when it's a little bit more challenging to see, this is why we're encouraged to sometimes move slowly and to edge out backwards to be able to make sure that we don't get into a bad situation. And sometimes those things happen anyway. Um, as I shared earlier, 
But when we're more prepared, when we know what to do, we put ourselves in a better position and it also helps us to have a truth. What I love about when we don't have blind spots, we're able to see the truth. We're able to not only see the truth, but we're able to accept it. The truth about where we are in every area of our life, where we are intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, I hope I said mentally, but all of these different areas, when we remove the blind spots, we're able to have clarity. We're able to literally have excellent vision. I won't say perfect vision because nothing's perfect, but there's more insight and wisdom and acknowledgement that comes when we remove the blind spots. And what's beautiful about that is that it gives us an opportunity to connect more with ourselves, to connect more with God, to connect with people because we so desperately need relationships. And those relationships, if they experience bumps or hurts or bruises or fractures, the beauty in seeing those blind spots and removing them is that now is opportunity for healing. And so I want to encourage you to ask yourself, do I have blind spots? If so, what are they? And I want to encourage you, absolutely, take some time on your own to look at it for yourself. Maybe write some things down that you think. And then if possible, Ask people who are closest to you, those safe people, but who will speak the truth to you. Not safe people who will just say whatever you want to hear, but safe people who will love you and tell you, yeah, this is something that I've noticed so that you can clear it out and that you can have clear vision. You know, the last thing I'll say before I go is it's so important for us to really change culture. Our culture, especially in the United States of America, our Western culture is so much about I and perfectionism and everything's got to look a great way, especially on the outside, how we look as individuals, how our homes are, how our grass is. We are so consumed with this picture and I want to encourage you to take that off. I want to encourage you to find the things that are blind spots in your life, to find the things that might need a little bit of work, not to label yourself, not to put yourself down, but to give yourself opportunity to grow, to mature, to develop, to get stronger, so that you can in turn have positive relationships and encourage and instill and empower others. And as we continue to do that, we will do what this podcast is all about, inspiring, encouraging, and inspiring not only yourself, but others so that as you grow individually, others are able to grow also collectively around you. And that is how we have a beautiful community. And so what are those blind spots? Don't be afraid to see them. They are not negative. A lot of them are positive strengths. And the things that do need work, don't be afraid of them. Invite them 
into the new conversation that you're having with yourself and others, because those conversations are the conversations that transform. Thank you so much for always listening. I truly do appreciate this time. And I'm so grateful for those of you who tune in week after week to continue to listen and follow along. Thank you. I hope today's podcast was thought provoking and helpful. If you want more information, be sure to visit my website, thepuresocialblog.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter and follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, I would love to hear about what resonates with you and what may have inspired you. Please leave a review and spread the word about this podcast. Thank you. Thank you.